0: Good evening, Friday night. I have uh, just finished brushing Max's teeth, which is uh, one of the things I do on on Friday night. Max is my dog chum. Um, And listening to the audio edition of The Economist, um, thinking about how precious life is in the sense of when the 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 notion that maybe that life, the life we all are participating in in, in in this moment, if you're listening to this, that life may be wiped out or threatened as it is being threatened in uh, in the Ukraine and maybe extending extending to us in some way. The allness of that, I think, um, definitely. <laughs> is lending itself to to um, to where I'm sending this to you this evening. Enjoy this reading with Vimla. I really, really did. and uh, let's hope that we're all here in a week's time. Ciao, ciao. People come to you for advice. How do you know what to answer?
1: As I hear the question, so do I hear the answer.
0: And how do you know that your answer is right?
1: Once I know the true source of the answers, I need not doubt them. From a pure source, only pure water will flow. I am not concerned with our desires and fears. I am in tune with what is, you might say, rather than opinions. The human animal tends to take their name and shape to be themselves, while I take nothing to be myself. Were I to think myself to be a body known by its name, I would not have been able to answer your questions. Were I to take you to be a mere body, there would be no benefit to you from my answers. No true teacher indulges in opinions alone. They see things as they are, And show them as they are. If you take people to be what they think themselves to be, you will only hurt them as they hurt themselves so grievously all the time. But if you see them as they, as we are in reality, it will do all of us enormous good. If someone asks you what to do, what practices to adopt, which way of life to follow, answer. Do nothing, just be as you are. In being as we are, all happens naturally.
0: It seems to me that in your talks you use the word naturally and accidentally, indiscriminately. I feel there is a deep difference in the meaning of the two words. The natural is orderly, subject to law. One can trust nature. The accidental is chaotic, unexpected, unpredictable. One could plead that everything is natural, subject to nature's laws. To maintain that everything is accidental without any cause is surely an exaggeration.
1: Would you like it better if I use the word spontaneous instead of accidental?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, you may use the word spontaneous, or natural as opposed to accidental. In the accidental, there is the element of disorder, of chaos. An accident is always a breach of rules, an exception, a surprise.
1: Is not life itself a stream of surprises?
0: Hmm. There is harmony in nature. The accidental is a disturbance.
1: You speak as a person, or even a personality which you are, limited in time and space, reduced to the contents of a body and a mind. What you like, you call natural. What you dislike, you call accidental.
0: I like Yeah, I, I like the natural and the law-abiding, the expected, and I fear the law-breaking, the disorderly, the unexpected, the meaningless. Uh, the accidental always feels a little monstrous in some way. There may be so-called lucky accidents, but they only prove the rules that in an accident-prone universe, life would be impossible.
1: I feel there is a misunderstanding. By accidental, I mean something to which no known law applies. When I say everything is accidental, uncaused, I only mean that the causes and the laws according to which they operate are beyond our knowing or even imagining. If you call what you take to be orderly, harmonious, predictable, to be natural, then what obeys higher laws and is moved by higher powers may be called spontaneous. Thus we shall have two natural orders, the personal and predictable, and the impersonal or superpersonal and unpredictable. Call it lower nature and higher nature and drop the word accidental. As we grow in knowledge and insight, the border between our so-called lower and higher natures keeps on receding. But the two remain until they are seen as one. For is not everything most wonderfully inexplicable when all is said and done?
0: Hmm. Well, I suppose
1: science explains a lot. Science deals with names and shapes, quantities and qualities, patterns and laws. It is all right in its own place. But life is to be lived. There is no time for analysis in the living of it. The response must be instantaneous. Hence the importance of the spontaneous, the timeless. It is in the unknown that we live and move. The known is the past.
0: I can take my stand on what I feel I am. You know, I, I mean, I'm an, an individual, a person among persons. Some people are integrated and harmonized and some are not. Some live effortlessly, respond spontaneously to every situation correctly, doing full justice to the need of the moment, while others fumble err, uh, and generally make a nuisance of themselves. You know, the, the, the harmonized or harmonious person may be called natural, ruled by law, while the disintegrated are are chaotic and, and subject to accidents.
1: The very idea of chaos presupposes the sense of the orderly, the organic, the interrelated. Chaos and cosmos, are they not two aspects of the same state?
0: Hmm, but you seem to say that all is chaos, all is accidental, uh, uh, unpredictable.
1: Yes, in the sense that not all the laws of being are known, and not all events are predictable. The more you are able to understand, the more the universe becomes satisfactory, emotionally and mentally. Reality is good and beautiful it is we who create the chaos. If you
0: mean to say that it is the, the free will of a human being that causes accidents, uh, you know, I, I would agree. But but we, we have not yet discussed free will.
1: Your order is what gives you pleasure, and disorder is what gives you pain.
0: You may put it that way, but... Do not tell me that the two are one. I mean, talk to me in my own language, please. The the language of an individual in the search of happiness. I do not want to be misled by all this non-dualistic talk. It sounds good, but it's not how I experience myself.
1: What makes you believe that you are a separate individual?
0: I behave as an individual. I I function on my own. You know, in this moment, I'm talking to you here. I, I, I don't know who is, the, who is doing the talking. It's not you. I, I consider myself primarily and others only in relation to myself. In short, I am. You might say, I don't know, uh, occupied, busy, busy with myself.
1: Well, go on being busy with yourself. I have no problem with that. But equally, on what business have you come here
0: well, I suppose of my old business of making myself uh, safe and happy. You know, I confess I've, I've not been too successful in my endeavors recently. I feel at the moment neither safe nor happy. So you find me here. This place is new to me, but my reason for coming here is old. The search for a kind of safe happiness or maybe some happy safety. So far, I haven't found this, but hope springs eternal. Can you help me?
1: What was never lost can never be found. Your very search for safety and joy keeps you away from them. Stop searching. Cease losing. The disease is simple and the remedy equally simple. It is your mind only that makes you insecure and unhappy. Anticipation makes you insecure, memory unhappy. Stop misusing your mind and all will be well with you. You need not set it right. It will set itself right as soon as you give up all concern with the past and the future and live entirely in the now.
0: But, I don't know, but the now has no dimension. You know, if I live entirely in the now, I live as as, as nobody, as nothing.
1: Exactly. As nothing and nobody, you are safe and happy. You can have the experience for the asking. Just try. But let us go back to what is accidental and what is spontaneous or natural. You said nature is orderly, while accident is a sign of chaos. I denied the difference and said that we call an event accidental when its causes are untraceable. There is no place for chaos in nature. Only in the mind of the human animal is there this kind of mental chaos. The chaotic mind, but indeed the mind as an entity, does not grasp the whole. Its focus is very narrow. It sees fragments only and fails to perceive the big picture. Just as someone who hears sounds but does not understand the language may accuse the speaker of meaningless jabbering and be altogether wrong. What to one is a chaotic stream of sounds is a beautiful poem to another. King Janaka once dreamt that he was a beggar. On waking up, he asked his guru, Vashishta, Am I a king dreaming of being a beggar or a beggar dreaming of being a king? The Guru answered, You are neither, you are both. You are, and yet you are not what you think yourself to be. You are because you behave accordingly. You are not because it does not last. Can you be a king or a beggar forever? All must change. You are what does not change. What are you? Janaka said, Yes, I am neither king nor beggar. I am, or at least trying to be, a somewhat dispassionate witness. The Guru said, This is your last illusion, that you are a stoic, a wise one, that you are different from and superior to the common man. Again, you identify yourself with your mind, in this case a well-behaved and in every way exemplary mind. As long as you see the least difference between yourself and any other human animal, you are a stranger to reality. You are on the level of the mind which can only categorize in these ways, the same way that the culture categorizes. But when the part of us that says, I am me, I am myself, leaves us be, what follows is often an I am all. And again, when the I am all goes, then we might experience the I am. And when even the I am consciousness goes, reality alone is. And in it, every I am is preserved, held dear. Diversity without separateness is the ultimate that the mind can touch. Beyond that, all activity ceases. Because in it, all goals are reached and all purposes fulfilled.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Once the Supreme State, as you call it, as you call it, is reached, can it be shared with others?
1: The Supreme State is universal, here and now. Everybody already shares in it. It is the state of being, knowing and liking. Who does not like to be in this way? or has not tasted this experience, this expression of their own existence even briefly. But we take no advantage of this joy of being conscious. We do not go into it and expand it or purify it of all that is not being. This is the work of mental self-purification. You might say the cleansing of the psyche. Just as a speck in the eye, by causing inflammation, may wipe out the world, so the mistaken idea, I am the body-mind, or I am this body-mind, called so-and-so or whatever, which causes our self-concern and ultimately obscures the universe. It is useless to fight the sense of being a limited and separate person unless the roots of it are laid bare for us. The suffering of selfishness is rooted in a mistaken idea of oneself. Clarification of the mind in this way leads to the union of so-called individual consciousness with the universal. There is no separateness between us or the world once we enter into this state.
0: So this one sort of seems to start with this kind of thing, I guess, that the human mind does very well, at least the left hemisphere, right, which is, you know, everything gets kind of put into a category, and then there, is, if there is a kind of um, a sort of a, a mismatch, right, between the categories, so the category of, you know, this is like the category of natural, the category of accidental, which could equal kind of order or disorder or... You know, good mental health, bad mental health. I I don't know, right? Uh, and then once once obviously we worked out which one is the the good category, which is the bad, because obviously we want the the good and not the bad. Then, then we'll want to we'll want to if we're in the bad, we want to kind of get into the good. And I suppose he's trying to life Nisargadatta is trying to kind of un- unpick that. I mean, what's what's your sense of 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 how to I don't know, either of how he unpicks that or how to sort of get out of that um, kind of, uh, I think, natural inclination, right, of the mind to to make categories and then get kind of trapped and get trapped in those categories. So, for example, at the moment, as I say, I've gone through a, ba- a breakup recently. I'm kind of trapped in the category of like, you know, uh, you know, kind of like broken up with person, right? And I don't want to be the broken up with person. I want to be, I don't know, a a, a, a more fun category Um, it's like that right
1: yeah I hear you and I think you answered the question yourself as soon as you as soon as we humans or in your example you just said that the good or the bad the good feelings bad feelings good experiences bad experiences I guess according to this text you know like like Nisargadatta says, that what we understand becomes the acceptable, what we don't understand becomes the not acceptable or bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. So there is no good and there's no bad. Well, <laughs> As soon as we drop that, the, maybe. The,
0: that's true, There, there isn't, but at the same time, there does seem to be something of that does see that something of there's never an objective but let's say a subjective good and bad does seem to be woven into life so for example i don't know if you can see on the zoom camera my my dog max is sitting now behind us and he's he's got my jumper in his mouth and he's growling okay um because he's gone into kind of guarding you know um guarding mode and not only is this slightly now my mind is registering that as bad i mean not not tragic um but it's registering that as bad in the sense that um bad in inverted commas in the sense that it's annoying um i you know i you know um the the experience of doing the recording would be more pleasant i guess if he wasn't sitting there growling so potentially and potentially that also then alerts me to the fact that i could potentially do something here i could you know get a treat ask him to drop it but but you could say from a, a kind of a non-dualistic perspective, him growling, him not growling, it's all the same. Just get on with the recording. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. And I, and I think that's also what the person in this dialogue is kind of struggling with, right? Like kind of like, you know, it's all very well to theoretically lift yourself above above everything in this kind of witnessing way. But what about the fact where there is something going on that that you may not want to just kind of witness, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, the... You probably... Okay, I'm going to hold the perspective of uh, the Maharaj here, of Nes here. uh uh-huh. um,
0: yeah, what would you he say about the dog? F- what What do you think he would say? Would you know? Because this is the choice, right? The choice is to do, let's call it, the mindful path, which is, I, I, I just, I just accept the the growling. I accept that this is now what life is now has. This is the this is the surprise of the evening. I, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect Max would want to sort of sit there in guarding mode, growling for the next twenty five minutes. Um, so, you know, it would be like you accept this in a kind of um, as peaceful a state as possible, um, because you recognize it's not a threat per se. But 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 there is an awareness that there is a sort of a good... Uh, 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 in my mind, that there is a good... There is a... You know, there is the life state, and then there is the better-than-life state. And then the better-than-life state, in my mind at the moment, it's the state where I have gone, taken a treat made him drop it, and then I can sit for the next 25 minutes in peace, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I guess what makes it annoying, Max's behavior annoying for you is because you don't understand it. I do understand it because I know exactly why
0: he's doing this. And it's not exactly, it's not a threat to me. It's simply an annoyance. And um and, and I think there is a sort of a social aspect here. It, like if you're like if you're somewhere and your kids are misbehaving, right? You feel a kind of like, oh, you know, like um you know, I, I, I also for the for, for someone else that you want to sort of keep your kids contained in some way. Right. Um, But but again, you I am completely aware that from a kind of non-dualistic model, there is there is nothing. This is just purely my kind of categorization that 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 this is just life happening. There's no there's there are no categories here, but it's quite hard to to see beyond the categories at times.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, And the categories are happening because we have been socialized like that
0: yeah sure sure
1: uh i have been socialized in some ways and you have been socialized in some ways maybe you think that according to the rules uh max's behavior becomes annoying yeah but if the rules were different max's behavior would not be annoying that's right yeah yeah And for all we know, Max needed to be part of this recording.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that was his. Um, that was his. That was his. His objective. I mean, he's literally just sort of sitting there and saying, "Yeah." He's like saying, "Hang on a second. I have the talking stick in my mouth now. And the talking stick is your <laughs> jumper, and I also know, don't you, Max? That I don't really want you to tear my. That, that's the other. There we go. This is the other part because my mind is going, okay, on a sonic level. Of course, I can." I can tolerate it, just ignore him, you know, um, uh, that's fine. But uh, but there is also a part of me that goes, no, I, this is quite a precious item for me, um, and your teeth might rip it, and so should I not do something, right? Should I not get up, stop the recording, <laughs> and get the jumper off Max? Um, and I'm aware when you- saying that, that 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 is that 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 is my own mind then then convincing me a little bit more that yes, I absolutely should do that, right?
1: <laughs> should, should we do it? Should we pause it? Mm-hmm. Should we pause the recording? Lucky chap. Okay.
0: <laughs> so there we go, jumper retrieved. And of course, now the jump is retrieved, right? I now sit here and I go, okay, ah, okay, life is good again. Life is now good, <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah. And isn't that a perfect example of how how I don't know? I mean, I spend most of my time in this in this place, right? Um, but there is some functionality to it as well. You could argue that well, that was just actually just that that sort of needed to be done to some extent and and, and then again who's to say what is to be, is needed to be done and what is n- not needed?
1: Yeah I think um, once you paused once you accepted that Max has your jumper and you want that jumper, you don't want it destroyed. You knew exactly what to do,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. and
1: everything became fine again. The once you knew the action.
0: Well, kind of, but I also know that he was holding it at his mouth. I know that he holds it quite gently. So I, I'm, I was also aware, right, that at some level it was my mind, it was the mind. That categorizing mind simply kind of almost playing up again, and sort of saying, "Okay, well, I couldn't get you to do it by saying this. Let me now get you to do it by saying that. Let me like up the ante, right? Let's let's now make it about the you know um, the 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 object itself might be in danger, and and even at that level, there is there is still quite a bit of I think a bit of mind play at work.
2: Yeah.
1: Does it fit the rules of the known or the unknown?
0: When you say, does it fit the rules of the known or the unknown, does this situation fit the rules of the known or the unknown?
1: Uh, your mind play, you know, in your mind, your mind said it's nothing, it's going to be fine. And then your mind said, no, we uh-huh. need to act here.
0: Yeah. I think
1: it's very hard to
0: know if it fits the rules of the known or the unknown, because I think also a lot of those rules are, uh, they are, I genuinely think, you know, out of consciousness, right? Um, I think they do, I guess I do, I do really, really, I believe in the unconscious, (laughs) in the sense that I, uh, uh, there are all these rules that are, I'm not even aware that I'm following, which is where you have you know, all all of our biases, I think, as well, right? Um, Yeah. come into play.
1: So from what you're saying, to me it seems like that was the spontaneous action or the spontaneous mind play or the spontaneous action.
0: I get, well, not spontaneous in the sense that obviously when he picks up something, my mind will go through some of those thoughts anyway. Um, But... uh, yeah, I guess I guess it was just me kind of noticing. <laughs> and it seemed kind of serendipitous in a way, because it, it does seem somehow connected to this this tricky aspect, right of, um, you know, wanting to stay in, the, in whatever our mind has deigned to be the, the right place, doing the right things and not be in the wrong place doing the wrong things or having the wrong experiences. Um, and it's it's really sort of... I, d- I don't know if how y- if you are able to, to what extent you are able to kind of maintain, even when you are in the what your mind is saying, the wrong place, having the wrong experiences, doing the wrong things, right? How much you're actually able to maintain that. Let's call it, well, you know, this is just... Life happening. This is not actually wrong, right? This this is it. This is it. Um how much are you able to maintain that yourself? Because I because I think that's such a tricky thing. I mean, all, all very well to maintain it if you've just meditated or you're doing a retreat or you're you know, but in the day-to-day tricky to maintain yeah. that non-dualistic perspective.
1: Yeah. Um but before we go there, I want to acknowledge Max, uh, you know Max gave a perfect example for talking about this, this text today. Right. So maybe that was the spontaneous nature, a natural causing, which, like five minutes ago, we didn't comprehend. That's right. But now it's popping up.
0: Yeah. 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 No, it's true. It, 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 it was completely spontaneous and therefore also, uh, um, as some spontaneous things are, you know, kind of annoying because it was like unexpected, right? Yes. That would be the sort of the stress response to spontaneity. Whereas if the spontaneity, you know, if, I don't know, Max had gone out and um, bought some ice creams while we were talking and kind of came <laughs> in with... <laughs> You know, with with a, with some ice creams, um, and, and maybe you know your Max had done the same for you. That that would have also been spontaneous, but it would also be completely delightfully spontaneous, right?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Um, all right. So going back to what you were saying about the non-dualistic, um, I think it's connected to the awareness and the consciousness that you mentioned. Like, for me, uh, in my experience, if I'm able to be aware of my body, like embodied responses in any moment, then that's a cue for me that I have stepped away from the non-dualistic. I'm stepping into the dualistic. Oh, that's interesting. Uh Uh-huh. So just feeling... The feeling of say,
0: well, the feeling of what in the body though would 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 alert you to that?
1: Almost that feeling that you mentioned, annoyance.
0: Okay, so just that kind of body embodied state, or uh, uh, that sort of feeling. Right, right, right. Uh huh. Yes. And what do you do in that moment when you notice that?
1: <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I don't have a mechanism to come back to the non-dualistic. Come back to the.
0: Yeah. Because I mean,
1: yeah. Because I will, I will notice
0: it and kind of go, okay, you know, in that kind of slightly mindful way, you know, that now there is annoyance, (laughs) Um, right? Um, But saying that, it's a bit like I'm sort of okay stepping back, and I can sort of see that there are these two categories: there's the annoyance of that, but I'm not in the non-dualistic because I'm kind of like I'm still like like okay, well, I would like to know. There's annoyance and there's non-annoyance. And I'd like to go back to the non-annoyance, please. Right. Whereas I don't. And that's not non-dualistic. That's non-dualistic would be more like it it would be something completely different to that. Right. Yes, absolutely.
1: So often when I notice an annoyance in me, I will try to pause that activity, whatever I'm doing, and either completely disengage from that or try to come back to it, re-examine, like, What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Um, Mm -hmm. But I have, I don't know how to get back to the the non-dualistic path. (laughs) But at least I try to pause. Just pause to look.
2: Hmm, hmm.
0: I mean, I know there is obviously there is this the sense. I mean, maybe this text is about this, right? That you can cultivate this um, state. But I also wonder, to some extent, if there's a sort of human arrogance in believing that one can actually, you know, cultivate it and spend um, in all and in all situations have 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 that state. Going, whereas maybe there's something kind of spontaneous about that as well. That that maybe it's also about tasting that, knowing what it tastes like, and then when, and then when it is happening, to sort of almost then be able to sort of ride the wave and and <laughs> something yeah. something along those lines, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think everything that you just said. Um, mm-hmm. Only when we know what it tastes like, feels like. That's when we will be able to recognize it, when it's happening. Yeah. And I think it happens for most of us, you know, that state. Sure, sure, uh, sure. But it's just that we don't uh, tangibly uh, name it, label it, recognize it or understand it. Yeah. The mind cannot comprehend.
0: Absolutely. But there are also contexts, I think, right? Context is so important, isn't it? Because I think there are definitely contexts where I am more likely to be in that state, right? So if, for example, I'm out on a walk in nature, I think I'm much more likely to be in a kind of, uh, you know, for want of a better word, that sort of state, Um, you know, I I like sort of, you know, learning poems by heart. And so, and I also have, you know, all of these poems that I've learned by heart, and, and I sort of try and recite them, you know, they're kind of like my poetry liturgy, as I call them. And when I am reciting those poems, right, so it's, I guess this is a kind of, a prayer ritual, a sort of, uh, you know, chanting, or when I am try- like learning a new poem and I'm really sort of in the line and I've kind of got the line in my head and I'm inhabiting the text because I'm kind of taking it into myself. Um, I think I'm absolutely kind of in that, in that place. Um, I think meditation takes you to that place as well. But again, that feels quite contextual, It feels like, you know, Okay, well, (laughs) you know, I, you know, I need to have all of those um, supporting factors there.
1: Yes. You're reminding me of the raft. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's probably your raft. And once the raft has done, served its purpose, it's done, Mm -hmm. then you can let it go.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And what would you say are are your rafts?
1: I haven't found it yet, maybe. (laughs) Uh Um, I think the one one thing that I have is just pause. If I can just take a breath, take a moment, take a break. um, That's one of my rafts. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, another word for a raft, which I
0: I like to use is is thread um, and kind of following your thread. Uh, which comes from this poem. Uh, I'll try and I'll try and remember it when I try and get them out of sequence. They they often don't come, but it's a very short poem. It goes, you know, there's a thread you follow. There's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you are doing. Um, uh, you you have to explain it to them. Something like that. Um, uh, and then it goes something like, you know, tragedies happen. Uh, people get hurt. Um, you grow old and suffer um and then the last line is you never let go of the thread <laughs> and <laughs> you know and for me that poem i'll send it to you it really kind of sort of captures maybe also the raft in it, it, but but also uh, not just as a practice but also i think has yeah that thing that really kind of connects you to the numinous that connects you to to something that's much bigger than yours for yourself I mean for me that is by I suppose my kind of creative practices for want of a better word you know like sort of writing or, or ch- chanting poetry or you know doing something kind of creative does that does that for me that's my definitely my thread um, you you don't feel like you have that I mean obviously your work your family But I think there's some, the thread is something else, right? It's something that really, really kind of, it's like a, it's like something that you feel when, when it's there, you've got like a socket between you and the, and the Godhead kind of thing, right? In a way. Um, What's that for you? Um, Uh, Where do you get a a taste of that? Is it, is it in meditation? You were saying earlier that, you know, when you have more time, you can meditate a bit more. Is it? Where where where, did, where is that? Do you think?
1: Yes, meditation for sure uh, for me. Mm. And if I may say a little bit about your thread, mm. is that okay? Yeah, please. Okay, um, I love that poem. And uh, you've you've probably heard of the raft story uh, from the meditation worlds. Yes, absolutely. So, Once the raft has served its purpose, the raft needs to go.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So maybe it's time to let go of the thread.
0: Well, in a strange way... I feel like I am actually. This is sort of me having my cake and eating it, which is which is something I'm thinking about a lot at the moment as well. You know, this you know because I think human beings they want that, in that that in what that entails. But I think I am reaching it because you know when I was younger, my writing was all about kind of like okay, well I'm going to get this published and, da, 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 and you know, and I did get a few things online and whatnot and, and great, and you know a few bits and pieces here and there. But it really, really has become more and more my kind of writing practice and also how it comes out in podcasts because also that's kind of where it, it finds its home now. Um, it really, really is a bit like a raft in the sense that when I am writing the piece, whatever piece I'm working on, and recording it and putting it out there, I am kind of like fully involved. I'm enjoying it. I'm riding the high seas, all of that stuff. And then when it's out there... Um, I don't care about it (laughs) i literally don't care anymore i'm like just interested in the next one you know uh, to me and to me that feels a little bit more like riding the thread in the sense that i don't care you know, I mean, sure, if you listen to it and you liked it, fine. But at a very fundamental level, I don't really care. <laughs> it's, just, it's, I, it's just, you know, I, I get the sense that that's how Woody Allen sees his films. I mean, he's made like a hundred of them. I get a sense that he's working on them. And then, and then once it's done, it's just it's like, OK, next. <laughs> and, and then he's, and he's getting on with the next film. Something like that. I don't know if that's what you mean by letting go of the writing or letting go of the thread. Um, that that's that would be my sense of, of of it, if you see what I mean.
1: Yeah, it's a yes, and um, so the story that's coming to my mind is, you know, these um, these texts, like the one we are reading, are can be our rafts to get us to the non-duality, to get us to the truth of the moment, yeah. to bring us back from that mm. annoyance not understanding to spontaneous, Mm. natural. And uh, once we have that, once the raft has served its purpose, then the raft needs to go, otherwise the raft becomes the obstacle to that non-duality. And what what would
0: the raft be in this case? I mean, where, where would you say at the moment, say in our discussion or as we're sitting with this text, where what what do you feel is the raft? The raft is this text. Are you sort of saying are you are you sort of saying, well, this text takes us somewhere. It takes us into our conversation, into our meeting this evening, right? But then but then if we were to sort of sit here and, you know, I don't know, have an argument about you saying this means that and I say that means that, then 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 we're getting stuck in the raft. We're not actually letting it do its, its job. Yes. Right.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Going back to what's my raft, you know, like I said, yeah. if I can pause, that's my raft. If I can meditate, that's my raft. But once, once the raft has served its purpose... I need to let go of it. And I feel like my raft has not served its purpose yet. I'm still midstream. I'm not on the other shore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I see glimpses of the other shore sometimes. Mm. But I'm not there Mm. all the time, entirely. Mm. I mean, one
0: aspect that comes up in this text that we read this evening that I wonder if you feel is connected to that, right, connected to being midstream, is that, you know, is that as long as we sort of still hold firmly onto this idea, which comes up in the text, right, that, you know, like, I'm a person, I'm a separate person, this is my life, my life is happening to me, um, you know, that kind of thing, then, then we're, then there, there is invariably going to be suffering, because as soon as there is that kind of narrative or frame, um, then of course that person could be having a good life, a crappy life, or whatever life, right? A good week, a bad week, or whatever week. Um, and yet again, it's so so hard at almost any time, right, to really really fully let go of that sense of I am a person. I am a person um, experiencing my life. I don't know how much of the midstreamness for you is connect is connected with that um that kind of uh clinging to the self. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. So, uh it is very connected like my I- identifying with myself. So I come to this text when I need the little bit of space between me and my clinging. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And do you feel that that has, do you feel, you know, you've, it's a, it, it, It's brought you to that this evening a bit more. It's brought, you the, the raft has, do you feel the raft has, has traveled a little bit uh, in our yes. discussion?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. It, absolutely. So whenever I read this text, for the next day or so, uh, I feel in that non-annoyance space, you know, I can inhabit that space more. The space of um, my mind doesn't know, but there is a there is a natural law here yes. happening. Yes, sure, sure, sure,
0: yeah. And that's why we need those kind of, I think we need those sort of booster shots, but how do we get them? You know, part of my reason for doing, for learning these poems, I learned a hundred over a period of a few years, um, which kind of are my main kind of poetry liturgy, was also to, you know, all the poems I learned were poems that I really felt like I wanted to just sort of have that truth uh, that, you know, very, uh, in most cases, non-dualist truth expressed to me in a nice, you know, in a pleasant way, or me expressing it to myself. But of course, as soon as you learn poems, and I often do them when I'm kind of on the spin bike in the morning, I, you know, force myself to do 10-15 minutes on the spin bike, and I'm sort of spinning and doing the poems. But even if I do them quite mindfully, like on a meditation cushion, the fact that I've learned them, the fact that I recite them practically every day, means that, I kind of go into autopilot, right? So the actual medicine of the poems, very often, occasionally it catches me. Like I'll be saying something, I'll be like, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I need to remember that one. But but even those hundred poems, even though I've got like the distillation of the, of the wisest, wisest things, and I'm saying them every day, um, somehow... Even that, I'm sort of saying them on autopilot. You know, this being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some, you know, out comes the roomie. Uh, you know, and it's just an autopilot yes. kind of thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> what you're saying is you need a new raft every day.
0: Maybe. Maybe I do. And and I and that's why, I, even though I haven't been learning poems for a while, I've, I, I have started again because, because I think it's the next, it's the new poem that I have to I have to pay attention to because I don't know it, right?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
0: Are we coming to an end? Are we, um, how How are you yes. doing for time? Yeah, you need to leave at, uh, what do you do after, yes. after, um, uh, after these sessions, I, I imagine maybe you go going off and doing a kind of salsa class or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> macarena or something. What 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 is it you actually go off and do? <laughs> no, I know it's no, I know I'm, it's family related. Is it sort of you p- go, need to go and pick up your kids? Yes. Yeah, 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 I'm
1: gonna go pick up my kids, right. and then uh, they have other activities. Okay. Like today, my daughter has a violin class, so I'll be her chauffeur, driving her around. Uh-huh. And and do you enjoy? I mean, do you
0: when you need to go into that mode? I don't know. Can that also be? Uh, you know, being the chauffeur, right? Not having to be, you know, you know, the executive coach, not having to be whatever. Just being the chauffeur. Can that also, um, I don't know, give you a little bit of a little bit of f- nice nice floating down the river of life? <laughs> um, <laughs> are you able to enjoy those moments? I guess.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, uh-huh. But those moments are more enjoyable when I can remember that. Yeah. I don't need to think about it. Yeah. It's a spontaneous natural law that's happening here. Yeah. I don't need to think if it's good or bad.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well... It's good to be reminded of that, and thank you. I, I feel like that set set me up nicely for my evening too. So, thank you so much.
1: What are you What are you doing with your evening?
0: What am I doing? Well, I, I haven't really got any food, so I, I, I'm fortunate that I do actually live quite close to a supermarket. So I'll, I'll just sort of pop out um, and get get some food, and uh, I don't know. I think I'm just going to kind of relax, maybe read a little bit, I don't know, watch a film, something like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Enjoy ha- your evening. Yeah, thank you,
0: and you too. Have a have a good afternoon. Yes. Speak to you next week.
1: Yes, speak to you next week. Bye.
2: This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy. A depression. The meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond.